This is an ABC podcast. It's time to get out and about in the garden with Rowanna and Sabrina here on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Saturday, it's five past nine. That means it's Roots and Shoots time. Sabrina Hahn, good morning to you. Good morning. I love how you throw your hands in the air and the excitement is palpable for another 55 minutes of your... Gardening prowess being shared with our listeners. So exciting because we had rain. I'd forgotten what water from the sky <laughs> actually know, looks like, smells like and feels like. A little bit odd, isn't it? Yeah. I, I reckon every gardener went out yesterday afternoon, whipped all their clothes off, stood in the rain, <laughs> looking up at the sky going, ain't this grand? <laughs> Is that what you did? Is that what you're trying to tell us? No, no. I kept most of my clothes on actually. but okay. uh, but uh, And I did a little fundraiser gig down at the river last night and it was outdoors right. so so it hasn't rained for five months and then at three o'clock it pours down and then we'll go no all the fairy lights anyway it turned out to that. be beautiful the surf, surf life saving australia's got that their big national championships happening on our beaches this weekend it's like i mean i'm sure it's fine but it's like we have had like the picture perfect the last i don't know how many saturdays oh. it's been like what's the weather ebb Sunny, yeah, blue sunny skies, warm. 30 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently it's still going to get up to 29, but probably the footage beaming uh, to parts of Australia oh, yeah. won't be like, oh, look at look at Trig Beach and Scarborough Beach and how I glorious got, they look. I got offered a ticket to the football this afternoon. Heading along? No. <laughs> if it was cricket, I would. That's but. right. You're, well... There's a pretty important match going on at the Wacker that's been running for a couple of days. WA playing for the Sheffield Shield final, Sabrina. Oh, the Sheffield Shield. See, I, I haven't I haven't got to the Sheffield Shield yet. That's all right. That takes so four I or started, five days of commitment. Yeah. Well, I think, well, no, I like Test. Okay. So I really like so Test. I've been watching the India-Australia. Um, uh, I'll get to Sheffield Shield, though. Okay. Yep. Next season. Next season. It'll be Sheffield Shield for me. <laughs> Before we get to our callers and their texts and start doing what we're paid to do here between 9 and 10 each Saturday morning. Paid Any so injuries well this too. week? Injury free. I do have, uh, I have to get, I have to get a BCC cut out of my head on Tuesday. Doesn't sound very pleasant. Oh, no, it's all right. It's just a little lump. They just cut it out, stitch it up, and off you go. See Fair you later. Bump, play on. Yeah, that's it. Okay, that's good mm. news. Yep. And swimming this week. Swimming. three to Only three times this week because got the family here and the baby oh, and stuff. Yeah. Floors so, still clean? Floors, well, probably not now because there'll be baby vomit and yeah, breakfast all slopped stuff. all over it. And <laughs> I haven't got a dog to vacuum clean constantly anymore. So, um, <laughs> but all in all, it's been a, a top week, Row. Very top good. Week. Very good. That's what we love to hear. If you've got a question for Sabby, 1300 222 720. Now is the time to give us a call. You can also send through a text 0437 722 and, of course, if you need to send Sab a photo, the only way you can do that is by shooting her through an email. Perth Weekends, Perth Weekends with an S on the end, at your.abc.net.au. There are all the ways that you can get in touch. Malcolm has done it the old-fashioned way. He's on the phone so he can start things off. Good morning to you, Malcolm. Good morning, ladies. Morning, Malcolm. Um- I'm looking around a Hilton here and noticing the, the red gums or the honky nut. Ah. Been looking very sick yeah. over. Got one at the back here next to a jacaranda. Mm. It's looking quite sick and not flowering much. Mm. There's one kind of on the horizon a bit. Yep. That's looking sick. That's got a brown goshawk's nest in it. Oh, no. And I'd like to just encourage everyone to get a bit of pool hose and throw their washing machine water out their window. Yeah. Onto the sand here in Hilton. And also I'm wondering what this ski park is going to do to our water. Oh, to the the groundwater or? Yeah, where they're going to get all their water from and their massive Mm. amount of evaporation. Uh, Are more more trees just going to die around here? 
Malcolm, that's a that's a tricky question. Now, I do the thing I do know about Marys uh, and the red gums is that canker, which is a fungal disease, is affecting lots and lots and lots and lots of the the red gums, and it gets in the fungus gets under the bark and slowly kills the trees. So, all around Hilton, even where I am in my suburb, East Fremantle, the coastal areas, right inland into the hills canker is just affecting and it's nothing to do with groundwater unfortunately it's a it's a fungus that's ripping through thanks sab good on you malcolm thanks for giving us a call this morning um a text came through to say good morning could sabrina please provide tips how to successfully grow raspberries in osborne park ah well um, you know, when you drink a whole container of two litres of orange juice because you're on a health beat, mm-hmm. the, you, you're not going to throw that container out, Ro. You're going to fill it with ice, put it in the freezer, and then you're going to lay that around the base of your raspberries. All right. Okay? Because all the berry fruits do like a chill factor. Even mm-hmm. though many of the raspberries that are sold are for a warmer climate, but you get more raspberries if you give them that little chill factor. Ah, so there you your go. little ice bricks around the bottom, really good soil, lots of compost, cocoa peat, cow poo, chicken poo, horse poo, elephant poo, whatever poo you want to put on. <laughs> you just um, need poo. And lots of water in summer. All right, 1300 222 We have got a couple of lines open if you want to give Sab a call. Uh, Margaret is in Rivervale. Hello, Margaret. Good morning, Rowena and Sabrina. Good morning, Margaret. Um, Sabrina, I've had hippiastrums, if that's how you say it. Yeah, that's right. For, yeah, about 20 years or more, flower mm-hmm. beautifully every September, October. Yeah. But this year I'm finding on the top of the bulbs uh, a white sticky substance. Ah, that will be the old mealybug. Um, right. Margaret, mealybug are a soft-bodied scale and when you see the little white fluffy things, that's the juveniles. Uh, right. Now, unfortunately, because of the makeup of the hippiastrum, they're a bit like clivias in that the mealybug get down into the, the leaf sheath. So... Yes. What you need to do is you need to get a potassium soap spray. Potassium soap spray, And you need yes. to spray it right in the centre of the hippiastrum to get all the leaves so it dribbles inside. Oh, right. So do it yes. once and then do it again in a fortnight's time, Margaret. All right. Then thank you very much, Okay, no you. worries. Good luck with thank that. Thank you. 12 past nine on Roots and Shoots. Thank you, Margaret. Phil in Dawesville has got a rather large kangaroo paw. It's huge. Want some advice on pruning? Ah, okay. So um, that's a big kahuna. (laughs) And uh, now what you do is you go into your shed and you get out your whippersnipper because you're going to whippersnip that entire clump down to 10 centimetres high. Seriously? Yep, you're just going to go gun-ho on that. All of this? All of it. Off. It's a massive clump. It's it's huge. a massive clump. The the flowers are nearly up to the, the roof. Gutters, yeah. <laughs> um so really ten good hard prune. Yeah, ten centimetres. You've got to be brave, right? Yeah, you've got to be really brave. Maybe do it after a few beers. And then, <laughs> then you, no, no, then there's occupational go. health and safety <laughs> That's true. Um, so and then you can divide those clumps up if you wish to, okay. if you want more work. You know, if you want a little bit of exercise. When should Phil be doing this? Now. Right now. Okay. Yep. This weekend. Well, anyway, in the next in the next four weeks. Okay. Very good. Perth weekends at your.abc.net.au if you want to send some pics like Phil did. Uh, Anne says, hi, ladies. We love your show. I have lost at least six native plants since October. We are in Duncraig with a boar and try to supplement water. Uh some of the newbies. Some of the newbies. We've got mostly natives that are good in our soil and need to replace them. Is now a good time to get them in and establish before summer or is it still too hot? No, not too hot, Anne. This weekend, along with five million other people, they will all be going to nurseries because we've had rainfall, cooler weather, no wind, Mm. no 
wind. Oh, I can't tell you how exciting that is. Um, so this is the perfect time. Don't wait until Easter. Easter is traditionally the busiest time in all the nurseries because mm-hmm. people have Easter off. Yes, it's a nice few uh, days. It's wonderful. Strung together. Easter and Christmas. I can turn my phone off. Mm. Well, I'd like to. Not between 9 and 10 on Not- Saturday morning. <laughs> Have you got something no. to tell me? No, no, no. No, I'll be here. I'll be here over Easter. Um, so this is the perfect time. Autumn is the bestest time in the world to do planting in Perth. Very good. There you go. And uh, just quickly, the raspberry ice trick, will it work with blueberries as well? Uh, yes, most definitely will. Beautiful. Kenning Mount Barker, hello to you. Hey, good morning. Morning, Ken. How are you going there, Sabrina? Very well. Uh, just a, a question. Um, are there any beans that I can grow down here in winter? Broad beans? Uh, no, apart from broad beans. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong answer. <laughs> uh, no, because flower set doesn't occur until the temperature reaches 24, 23, 24 degrees. Oh, yes, yeah, so about October. Yeah, so, and then <laughs> Mount Barker, Ken. <laughs> I can't see too many days in winter getting to that temperature. And also it's negated by the nighttime temperature. So, no, it'll have to be broad beans for you, Ken. I'll have to teach me lots to like them. Uh, buy, buy, a, buy a cookbook that's all about beans. A vegan cookbook, Ken. Uh, good, Ken. good luck on all fronts, mate. Yeah, I'll need it. Oh, great stuff. I love broad beans. Yeah? Do you know the best broad bean dish I've ever had in my entire life was in Spain and it was broad mm. beans with uh, calamari, garlic, and I don't know what else was in there. Oh, God, it was divine. Oh, you've only got a couple of months to wait and you can have I your know. Mediterranean food fixed. Um, Sean and Corrine, hi, Ro and Sabrina. I followed your advice about attracting night pollinators. Ah. My cacti now have fruit. <gasps> they look like small apples, yes. white and gooey on the inside with small black seeds. Are they safe to eat? They're most definitely safe to Oh, I'm, I'm presuming it's the <laughs> same. I'm presuming it's the dragon fruit cactus. Uh, uh, Let's I need not go a, with most definitely. That's not no, the answer. <laughs> no, definitely not a most definitely. Proceed with caution. Uh, I need a picture of said cactus and the fruit to be able to confirm that. Okay. Because uh, I thought it was the dragon fruit one that she's talking about. Mm. Anyway, picture picture. Perth weekends at your.abc.net.au via the email. Pretty please. Let's go to Tim, who is in Southlake. Hello, Tim. G'day. How are you? Yeah, good, Tim. I've got a beautiful gum tree that's not really beautiful anymore. Oh, lost its, um, lost its luster. It has. Um, all the leaves are dying on it. But it's trying to shoot sort of a few green ones. Yeah. <laughs> and my daughter's just come out and said, I can hear you on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> What's your daughter's name? Charlotte. Hello, Charlotte. <laughs> well, your poor dad, he's worried about the gum tree. So we're going to try and make it better so you can still play underneath yeah. it. Um, Tim, um, do you know what sort of tree it is? No, it's no, a gum tree. It's, uh, okay, so it's just a big old gum tree. A big old gum yeah. tree. Just describe what's happening to the leaves, and are there anything on the leaves? Um, I'm here at the moment, so I can see one that's starting to starting to die. It's sort of starting to die halfway up, and half of it's green, and then the rest of it's brown. Brown. Okay, so you're in yep. South Lake. Has anything changed? Would a root have been severed or have you done any works no. around the tree? Okay. All righty. Um, I, have, I have pruned it, like I've chopped, chopped branches off it. Yeah, no, that, that won't be a problem. Okay, I want you to go and get yourself a couple of bags of compost, some yep. wetting agent, some yep. slow-release fertiliser for native plants and I want you to water, 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 water that in and then put a mulch on top of that. 
Radio. So I, it's hard for me to know what the problem is, but um, I, did, I, I sent a text through, but I don't know if technology oh, works. Oh, no, okay, no, no sorry, not with only emails. Um, but oh, um, Tim, give that a go uh, and mm-hmm. see if that's going to pick pick things up a bit. And have no. a look for borer. Have a look for little bore holes, little tiny holes up the trunk. I'll pull some bark back. No. No. Okay, cool. That's good. So that's good. That's a good thing, Tim. (laughs) Um, Handy. handy. (laughs) (laughs) So so off you go, go off to the nursery and get all your bits and pieces. Get some bibs and bobs. No worries. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Tim. Good on you, Tim. Have a good weekend, Charlotte. Gardening with Rowanna and Sabrina on ABC Radio Perth and WA. 20 past nine, Sab's Pick of the Week coming your way in about 10 minutes from now. Hi, Sabrina. Speaking Mm -hmm. of elephant poo, back in the day after the circus had been to town, my grandmother would insist I help her get a wheelbarrow of the stuff after they left and she grew giant roses. Oh, how beautiful is that? Do you know elephant poo is marvellous because they have such a varied diet. Mm. So they have all their greens, Mm -hmm. but they have fruit as well. And it actually smells quite sweet. And the reason I know this is when the circus came to town, mm-hmm. I would do exactly the same thing. Mm. I go down with Hessian bags <laughs> where the elephants were. Up. I would say to the the keeper of the elephant, "Would you mind if I collect whatever the name of the elephant was? <laughs> if would you mind if I collect her poo?" Mm. And the zoo used to do zoo poo, but ah. I don't think they do anymore. Yeah, okay, I know it was quite um, strong. They should do that. Mm. Oh, it was beautiful. You could roll in it if you, <laughs> if you so, so wished. Mm. Anyway, uh, Louise has sent us an interesting text. Oh. Um, mm. She's looking for our expert opinions, Ooh. plural, which yeah, is really yours. sweet. But yeah. we're going to keep this to just yours. Okay. Um, it's about glyphosate. Yeah. Um, and she's having an issue with the local council and the local council's still using it. Yeah. Um, and they say that it's such a low dose that it's harmless, 0.6 of a mil, Um, but she's saying they're doing that instead of whippersnippering and she just feels inadequate to raise the argument when she doesn't really know the facts. Um, In essence, what effect does the product really have on the environment, in your opinion, as a whole? Yes. And is there something else that they could use that would be better? There is something else that they can use. They can use weed killers that are made from pelagonic acid, clove oil and, of course, um, Uh, smothering. Now, the thing about glyphosate, the reason it is used uh, is so that they don't have to do all that other stuff. But the big problem is glyphosate, we know, definitely affects the microbial activity in the soil. We know it affects the soil. So they spray glyphosate around the base of trees so they don't have to whippersnip around them. But over a period of time, that really affects the growth of the tree. We know that glyphosate, even with the frog-friendly symbol on it, it, if it gets into waterways, it's really harmful to aquatic life. Some councils are now not using glyphosate, but they're using far worse chemicals. Right. So um, glyphosate, in my opinion, will be phased out mm-hmm. in domestic use in Australia. It will still be available for agricultural use. I don't believe that we need to go to glyphosate. We have other alternatives now. Okay. Thanks, Sab. And thanks, Louise, for raising that. Hopefully that will be of use to you, continuing that conversation. Uh, Sebastian sent us a text, 0437 Hi, Rowan Sab. Since COVID hit us, have been getting German home meal delivery service um, and the four water freezer blocks that come with the frozen food oh, are yeah. put under the mulch of the two potted blueberry plants weekly and they're fruiting brilliantly. Sebastian, you are right on the money, my friend. And how lovely having German home meals delivered. Where do you get that from? I'd like that.
Won't be too bad, would it? Um, Sue says, good morning, Rowan Sabrina. I'm here for the punk. Hey! We're doing punk. No, I shouldn't. No, I'm not giving anything away. I'm not giving anything away. But also, can you tell me about asparagus? Oh, Will okay. it grow in Geraldton or yep. would it be too hot? Seed no, no. or crowns? Uh, get crowns if you can because if you get seed, you may get the female plants and you don't get really good spears from the female plants. Mm-hmm. So get the get the crowns. They will grow brilliantly in Geraldton, but you need to grow them in a pot. Don't put them in the ground. And you'll have to sort of put them out of the severe heat in summer. Heading back to your calls, Bernadette has given us a call from Bunbury. Hello. Good morning, ladies. How are Mo- you going? Morning, Bernadette. So I've got this black sport here with chooks in the background. Sorry, Lizzie. Oh, no, we love we chooks. Love chooks. <laughs> Shut up, girls. Um, so it's this little black sport. Spot. It's on frangipanis, it's on passion fruit, it's on succulents, it's on lemons, my limes, it's just I, jasmine as well, it's on everything. It's like little black speckles. I can rub it off. Yeah. I don't know what to do about this. How, how big are they? Like a little dot dot? Yeah, like a little dot. But they're not even, so some of them are like splodges, which is why I wondered if it was poo, because I don't uh, know. You know uh, what I'm saying? It's like... Okay, so mites... Things like mites do little poos on everything, but they also suck the sap out of the leaf and they make the leaf quite silver. Do you have that? No, I mean, it's on everything. I mean, the jasmine's been massacred and I've sprayed it with a couple of things that's meant to protect it, but it's done nothing. And the jasmine's getting eaten, but the other plants don't seem to be eaten. But it's even on succulents. When you scrape it off with your fingers, is there any colour to it? My gloves. <laughs> I love all this live to oh, air no, It's today. great, isn't it? I um, want you to squish a few things. <laughs> yes, I love it. Um, no, it's just that from the, I don't know. It's, it's, I just it's, it will flake off if I flick it with my finger. Okay. On so the passion fruit. Yeah, it's everywhere. Okay, so you've either got you've got either got power, um, sooty mold, which is a black yeah. sooty thing that covers everything. Or scale, which is um, usually it's rounded. And when you squish it, it's either orange or red inside when you squish it with your fingers. I reckon you've got sooty mould. Yeah, because it's, it's flat and it's like it's on succulents, it's on roses. It's wow. Everywhere. I wonder why you've got – anyway, Bernadette, I'm going to tell you what to do. Thank you. So – First of all, I want you to get uh, uh, an organic oil spray. Like a, yep, I want you to spray everything. Go wild. (laughs) And then then five days later, you're going to blast everything. Have you got a high-pressure hose, Bernadette? Yep. Excellent. So in five days after that first spray, you're going to blast the hell out of everything. And two weeks from the first spray with the oil, you're going to spray again. Then you're going to wait another five days and you're going to hit it with a high-pressure hose once again. Right. And so when you say like an organic oil, I know you can't give me a brand name, but I've heard people say neem, that's a type of oil. Is that what you mean? Or Yes, but that's not the one you want. You want just oil, oil. <laughs> oil, oil. Oil, oil. Okay. <laughs> Oil, oil. I'll ask somebody in the green shade. You want to be- <laughs> That'll do the trick. <laughs> so oil with the organic spray. Yeah. Five days later, spray um, with water. Yeah. Two weeks later, oil again. Yeah. Five days later, spray. You got it. Well done, Thank Bernadette. Oh, good. Well done. Did Bernadette mention, mention passion fruit? Yep. Do you know, I found out yesterday um, on a panellist I was talking to Nadia with um, that there's some families that play Roots and Shoots bingo. Oh, do they? Yeah. And she was, Ruth was telling you her family, one of those is passion fruit. (laughs) And so someone in their family, I'm sure listening this morning, will have just shouted bingo while Bernadette was talking. This is is the kind of fun people have at home that we don't quite realise. I know. We just go far and wide, don't (laughs) we? We do. And a big hello (laughs) to Ruth and her family at home this morning. Hopefully you're listening. Um, Elephant Poo is getting shout-outs left, right and centre. Yeah. Another text saying, I got um, elephant poo with a mate when I lived in Carnarvon and the pawpaws we grew in that bed were enormous and so, so tasty. It's such a market for elephant poo. There is. I wish. 
I wish I had an elephant. I always <laughs> wanted an elephant as a child. Yeah. I couldn't understand why my parents never, ever really? got me an elephant. Yeah. They're so mean. It's like when you hold those little cute crocodiles. <laughs> yeah. And you go, oh, they one are of these cute. would be cool yeah. to have at home. And then you know, grow. I was working at Lombardina once and one yeah. <laughs> Kids, the kids bought a, a, a like a decent sized crocodile home, and they put it in the bath, and then they came running to school because, of course, the croc got out of the bath and went just roaming around the backyard. Just what so you want. It took the headmaster and four teachers to actually grab this crocodile and take it back down the creek. Oh, oh God! <laughs> um, Kath is in Rockingham. Hello, Kath. Morning, girls. Morning, Kath. Is the fun happening? Uh, hey, always. Um, Sabrina, yeah, I've got, I've got zoo poo in my garden. Oh, fantastic. From many moons ago. Yeah. Now, what can I do about slaters? They are having a ball in my veggie patch. Yes, yes. They are just decimating everything. My little broad bean, my little um, bush bean seedlings popped up and they just got eaten. Um, they're all over my broccolinis mm. and everywhere. Um, now, you can use a now you can use a trapping system with the corrugated mm. cardboard, um, but okay. now it's starting to cool down. They may not go in there in the daytime because you put it out. Uh, you put it out in the morning, in the middle of the day when it gets hot and sunny. They all go in there, and then you burn them. Um, oh. Uh, so trapping is one thing. Beer works. Now, I want you to try something, Kath. I don't know if it's going mm-hmm. to work, but I want you to ring us back and let me know if it does work. People okay. use avocado, half-shell avocados oh, yeah. with a little bit of avocado left in the bottom. Um, yeah. People use orange rind. So the avocado apparently kills the slaters. Oh, the upturned okay. down orange rind uh, is just another trap system. Now, when yep. I was at Corrig- Corrigan and the and the no Pingley, get it right. <laughs> when I was somewhere somewhere in WA, uh, the Pingley Brains Trust. Now, I don't know if this will work, but this worked for weevils. Where you put soy soya sauce in a little bowl? Again, no, 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 okay. no. But if this works for weevils, it might work for slaters. Soya sauce in a little dish. I would add a little drop of um, sesame oil just to keep with the whole, you know, Asian theme (laughs) of of capturing things and see if they're attracted to that. Okay, that's a good idea. Now try it, Kath, and ring us back. I will. And let us know next week if that worked or if you only caught weevils. All right, because they're even eating all my oregano. They're, they're just madly attacking everything. Yeah, so what a lot of people do is they put either the little yogurt cups or toilet roll holders over the top of the yeah. seedlings to get them going. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, ducks, all right, well, I'll um, give that a whirl. Yeah, ducks or um, guinea fowl, except they decimate <laughs> just about everything in your garden. Sloppy poos, ducks. Not like elephants. Good stuff, Kath. Thank you very much. It's 9.32. It is that time again. It is. Sabrina's musical pick of the week. Pick of the week. I know you're going to dig this. Here we go now. Bit of a build-up for this one, Sab. It's been a couple of weeks coming. It has. Now, this row is uh, a folk tune. We haven't done folk I don't think we have. No. So this is a very sad tale, though, this is. This is one of those traditional sad folk tales of a sailor who lost his leg, lost his leg, Mm -hmm. and now he has a peg and he's off on a ship off to Boston. It'll make people weep. Punk lovers are going to love it. (laughs) (laughs) With... Much trepidation. I'm going the to drop kick Murphy's. I'm shipping up to Boston. Wow. <laughs> it, was, it was building up ah. gently. How like, cool is that? Dropkick Murphys, they're a great band. I, I think people will now really who've never enjoyed punk because now they've been introduced to it through traditional Celtic music will love that. 
Our listeners are loving it. Mm-hmm. Simon, nice work, Sabby. Epic tune with a big <laughs> smiley face. Lance, best song yet, Sab. Ooh. Love the dropkick Murphys. And my screen has just taken off because so much <laughs> feedback is flooding through. Bloody fantastic, Sabrina. That's more like it from Deb in Kalaroo. Oh, good. Go, Deb. One of my favourite bands. The song Rose Tattoo would have been more palatable for Ooh. ABC listeners, perhaps, I think. But Sab doesn't do. No, Palatable do. doesn't no, come into no, the consideration. No, we don't do that. Seriously. It was all one word, one text <laughs> muster up. Oh, Sabrina, you never disappoint, Wendy says. Sue, what were you thinking, Sabrina? Still love you, though. Oh, that's good. Frio Cookster says, like a punk version of the Fish Finger TV ad. Like a oh, yeah. Actually, it is a bit. Um, oh, my God, that is hilarious. Those dulcet tones were not what I was expecting after the instrumental intro. I oh, love it from Donna. A surprise. Uh, Sam from Jero. Oh. Sabrina, surely mm. the families who play Roots and Shoots have Sam from Jero. This is the bingo we're talking oh, about. Ah. That's oh, a very yeah. good point. Sam Actually, from Jerry would have to come up in the family bingo of Roots and Shoots. Uh, when you said folk music, I had high hopes. I was bitterly disappointed. Oh, no, the folk in between Grunge and folk don't mix. And in no alternate universe shall they ever combine to create such an unholy mix. Oh, Sam, come on now. A sea shanty gone wrong. <laughs> Kirsten's ready to crack a Guinness. <laughs> Some Pat's Day all over again, she says. You rock, Sabrina. Um, you've got me weeping all right, but not because I enjoyed it. Interesting combination, but excellent music. Sab, maybe you need to moonlight as a DJ at functions as well, says Brett. <laughs> Nola in Bunbury, Sabrina, if you're listening to this while you're in the garden, heaven help your plants. Oh, no, Chainsaw. Jilly says, thought I was in for a nice Irish jig. Oh, dear. Oh, yep. no, you got that as well, though. Yeah, yeah. Ricky and Girouin, I liked it, but my cats didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was enjoying Celtic music, but not sure about the singing, says Gail. That song would make a great fertiliser for the garden. Aww. Shiver me timbers. Awesome, Deb. <laughs> From Gozzy. Um, yeehaw, Sabrina. Love it. Hayley from Esperance. Great pick, Sab. Helen in Rockingham says, put a smile on my hubby's face. Made us laugh. More of the drop kicks, please. Love the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that one's I, disappeared. Yep. Scared all the magpies away, says Ron. Oh, Phil in Bustleton has just like gone with, hmm, different. <laughs> That was a lot of feedback. There'd be a lot of people that have never listened to the Dropkick Murphys and now I reckon they'll all be on Spotify downloading it (laughs) for sure. Possibly be a few hits coming out of that one. Uh, You're welcome if you're recovering and only just able to pick up your phone to continue Mm. um, (laughs) like this from Chris in Dayton. A sea shanty sung in a hurricane. (laughs) (laughs) Someone else thinks you need to stay with your day job. Zero four three seven nine double two seven twenty. It's it's got a reaction. It I has. think it's fair to say. Is We're going to go opera next week. Opera again? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We know they'll tune back in yep. for that. Um, Twenty to ten roots and shoots. We better get back to some of your calls, but you are welcome to continue flicking the feedback through. Uh, Mary is in Bustleton. Good morning, Mary. Yes, good morning, girls. Morning, did you survive Mary. that song, did you Mary? Like, did you like that, that little sea shanty? Uh, yes, 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 oh, I did. Oh, good. See, there you go. I don't always like them, but that one I did, yes. Oh, thank you, Mary. <laughs> well, we'll answer your question because you're so kind. I have a bohemia butterfly tree mm-hmm. and it's got, the, the trunk is 22 inches around. Right. And it's very... It's got a lot of leaves. I don't have any flowers and my leaves are always limey green. Uh-huh. Now, Mary, do you have a boar? Yes, I do. Okay, so you're in Bustleton, so the boar water will be quite alkaline and yes. the soil will be alkaline and that means that your bohemia butterfly tree can't access things like iron, manganese, magnesium, all those little trace elements, okay? okay. So okay. 
Yeah, so you will need to, um, if you can supplement hand water around the base of the tree. Yes, I do. Okay. Oh, good, good, good. Okay, so I want you to get some compost, a little bit of clay. Go and get a small, you can buy it in buckets, a bucket of clay, some soil microbes and the fertiliser that's made in WA that's got 60 different minerals in it because your tree is suffering from uh, a trace element deficiency. Mm-hmm. So if you do all that and some wetting agent, it will, it will, the leaves will go green again rather than lime green. I'm going to paraphrase Bill in Hilton and just say he is disagreeing strongly with Sam mm-hmm. ah. and thinks that folk and punk do mix. Well, clearly they do because we've just <laughs> listened to it. It's marvellous. Uh, Sabrina, I have a tall 1.2 metre indoor fiddle fig, which Mm. I may need to trim as it can't support itself, Helen Mm. writes. The stem is not thickening or branching. Should I crop it? If I do, can the top become a new starter plant? Absolutely, Hilary. Oh, no, she's in Hilary. It's Helen. (laughs) Uh, Helen, it's a win-win both ways. So cut it 50% off, whack it in half, then that top bit... Just um, take the lower leaves off, prune it up to just below a node. That's where the leaves come from. Shove it in a pot with potting mix or you can even put it in a jar of water Hmm. and it will grow its own roots. Very good. top and bottom. Paul in Port Kennedy, the name of the song was, in fact, I'm shipping up to Boston, the Dropkick Murphys. If you listen to the singing, which is... (laughs) Is that possible? If you listen to the shouting, singing, uh, because it's punk, you have to shout, um, you'll hear him about telling the sad tale of his leg gone, he's off to Boston. Robin from Adderdale is saying, My Chemical Romance meets Fisherman's Friend. Awesome. Ah, it is a little bit My Chemical romance mm. I would have to say. I don't know My Fisherman's Friend, but I will certainly check them out. You're going to have to now. Mm. Uh, an email coming through needing some plant identification, Sab. Mm. Joan of Dawesville, um, you got it right last time. You mm. identified her little evergreen ash tree. Yes. So she's coming back this time. It looks like rosemary, she says, but without the perfume. Mm. Something I have scavenged or struck myself. If you <laughs> recognise it. Yep, Could you help me out? Uh, that's a Wistringia. Wistringia? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the other, could you give me some advice? Eremophila. Uh, also oh. the second photo. I th- I'm not sure if it's okay. an ID as well. Or... Uh, that's an Eremophila in the background. There's a pile of dead twigs uh, <laughs> in the foreground, so whatever that was is gone. Uh, now, Eremophilas... Uh, if you give them too much water, they die. They don't like a lot of water. Eremophilas are desert plants. Okay. Pull back on the watering. All right, we'll get to a few more of your emails before the end of the show. Perth Weekends at your.abc.net.au. Just a quick one on tomatoes for Simon. Uh, wondering what is happening here. Getting plenty of water and wilting, then dying branch by branch from the base every day. I'd be playing a little bit of the Dropkick Murphys to that tomato plant. Get it back on track. Shock it in. Now, it's got tomato wilt viruses and it's knackered. Get rid. Yep. Go again. Bin. Okay. Let's go to Phil, who's in Subiaco and has been waiting patiently. Hello, Phil. Good morning, uh, Sabrina, and uh, great show. Love it. Thank you. Uh, Ro actually does all the work in Ebony. I just sit here and play, really, Phil. Ah, you've got all the advice, oh, well, that's, the important that, bit. That's uh, understand, uh, understandable. <laughs> um, we, we have a, a uh, suckering rabinas mm-hmm. in our garden mm-hmm. from our neighbours' property. Mm-hmm. They're also out in the council properties. They're probably all up and down the street because rabinias are the worst mongrel suckering tree you could possibly imagine. That's what we expect. Is there anything we can do? All you can do with the suckers that come up, Phil, is to paint the suckers uh, with the blackberry tree killer and kerosene mix. Yep. So you cut and paint. You need a little paintbrush jar of a glass jar to do the mix in. Paint as soon as you see it rear its ugly head. Unfortunately, while that tree is there, Phil, it will continue to sucker. Yes, 
they've removed two. They've still got three. Right. Um, and uh, uh, But the council just uh, broke off the branches and pulled them out. So uh, mm. uh, we didn't think that was very sensible. No, not really. Uh, but... Um yeah. Blackberry. Yeah, blackberry tree killer and kerosene mixed together, Phil. Okay, do you do you cut it off at the ground level? Yes, and paint the paint this yes. the bit that's left. Yeah. Good on you, Phil. Thanks very much. Let's go straight to Peter, who's in Gosnells. Hello, Peter. Hello. Hello, Peter. How you doing? Good. My sister in South Perth has observed for a couple of summers that when the cosmos beneath her roses dies off. Yeah. The chili thrips invade immediately. Is that just seasonal or is maybe there's some ah, repellent stuff going on? There might well be some repellent stuff. Um, so uh, now, mm, Cosmos uh, is an annual and it flowers at the same time that the thrips are active. So it may be coincidental, but... Mm. What the cosmos would do is it would prevent the larvae from flying up to the roses. Okay. Uh, so that might be like a, you know, sort of a suppressant for the thrip to get yeah, up I, to the top of the okay. roses. So Good. there could be yeah, something I, in that, Peter. I thought we might grow some more and make a spray and just try that next Yeah, week. absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Yep, I'd definitely okay. give that a go. Okay, thanks very much. No, thank you, Peter, because we like it when people observe what happens in their garden and then they try they put two and two together. Mm. Sometimes they come up with ten, but other times <laughs> they'll come up with four square on. Um, listener from Pingley says, Morning, ladies. Years ago we had a tip from, a sh- from the Shire to get rid of slaters by using little dishes of cricket and grasshopper bait. Mm. They die in the hundreds around the little dish. It's supposed to be a safer method to use in parks and gardens and other methods where pets and children could possibly ingest the poison. Don't use this in your veggie garden, though. Um, that's a great idea, actually, but you must be very careful that it's that, you know, no other animals go to it. So because uh, because of the poison that's in that. But, it, yeah, that would be effective for sure. Mm. Someone else sent a text. The suckers from Robenia is extremely toxic. Please keep pets away from clippings. It killed my <gasps> horse in less than 24 hours. Oh, my and God. And it was a horrific death. I didn't know that uh, Robinias were poisonous. <gasps> oh, awful. that's terrible. Rachel is in South Fremantle. Hello, Rachel. Hello. Hello, Rachel. Um, hi, Sabrina. Um, I've got an Albigia silk tree mm-hmm. and uh, the the seed pods are hanging from the tree. Can I pull them off now and yes. how do I cultivate the seed? Okay, so the seed has to be fully mature. It has to be dry and brown and a little bit rattly. So you have to leave them on the tree until they do that. Then you take the pods, you take the the seed out from the from the bean pod, you soak them in hot water for at least 6 hours. You can scarify the seed on a nail um Nail, what do they call those things? I don't, I just chew my nails. I don't, file. file. <laughs> nail, file. Um, and then plant them out into seed raising mix. There we go. Um, let's go to this email, perthweekends at your.abc.net.au from Barb in Kalaroo. Mm. Our 45 year old limestone Marlock has a problem. How can we treat it, please, Sabrina? It certainly does. Um, so it's got a couple of problems. It's definitely got eucalyptus gall. It's got lerps. Um, so you've got two things. Now, galls can be caused by a uh, an insect or a bacteria. Um, the lerps are a little tiny insect that make that lovely little Covering. Um, most trees will get lerps and galls at some point in time. If it's covered more than 50% of the tree, it means the tree is highly stressed. You need to prune off all the air, well, as much as you can, prune off the leaves that are affected by gall and lerp. You could spray with an oil based spray at this time of the year because it's cool. Okay. 
Good luck with that. Uh, Maria says, absolutely brilliant about your song pick today, Sab. Love Dropkick Murphys. Have a rose tattoo on my ankle after visiting Ireland. Keep up the great work. Oh, that's so Uh, nice. And Brace and Leanne says, hi, ladies, we're driving Jero to Perth. Could you please play this every half hour to keep (laughs) us awake on the journey? (laughs) Nice to hear from you and please drive safely. Let's head out to Bankshire Grove. Daphne's there. Hi, Daphne. Hello. Hello, Daphne. What's your problem? I I know this has been asked before and I always forget, so please bear <laughs> with me. Trimming of uh, fruit trees. I've got orange, I've got apple, mandarin and um, blueberries. Okay, so the all the citrus you prune as soon as it finishes fruiting. So your oranges, if you've got winter winter cropping oranges, they will still be developing their fruit. So yep. you're going to prune that at the end of winter, early spring. Okay. Mandarin, you've got to leave it for four weeks after you harvest the last of the fruit and then you prune that. Apple trees are fruiting now, so you're going to have to wait until uh, July to mm-hmm. prune them, July, August. Okay. Um, has that covered all your trees? Uh, oh, blueberries. Blueberry. So blueberries, it depends. There's so many different types now, and they're all fruiting oh. at different times. My, mine have completely finished fruiting. Okay. All my trees are in pots. Okay, so prune them now. Oh, brilliant! Because they're yep. getting a bit too tall. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yep. I don't have I don't have much fruit on my fruit trees this season because they weren't looked after by somebody oh. last season. Oh. So, oh. <laughs> like that I mean, passive two aggression. Oranges, two apples. Someone's in I'll trouble. Wait. Okay. Yeah. The other thing, uh, I've got watermelon and rock melon, and I've got them trailing up yeah. the fence. Yep. I've noticed the watermelon, the vines are starting to sort of like thin out. Is it? The end of the season? Yeah, yeah, it's the end of the season for both of those, for pumpkins, watermelons. They've just about, they've gone, oh, we're not getting as many daylight hours. (laughs) I think I'll just curl up and die. Few quick texts for you, Sab. Mm. Um, Lynn writes, I have a boar and live in Glen Forest. Had water tested and they said it's very salty. Any Ooh. suggestions, plants for the hills? Okay, so if you've got salty water, you will need to go over to a drip system rather than a spray system. You'll need thick mulch. Um in terms of salt tolerance and you're up in the hills, you've got a great nursery up there that has a, a selection of plants that are for, for you know, will do in salty water. Um, so stick to natives or asparagus. They <laughs> like salt. You could grow a lot of asparagus. But, you know, you might get bored with a whole garden full of asparagus. Yeah, <laughs> quite possibly. Mm. Um, good morning, ladies. We have a nashi pear tree in the paddock and it's grown very, very tall. How do I prune it so it can grow wide? It's only three years old. Sophie's in near about. Okay, you just cut its head off, Sophie. <laughs> so if you take a third off the top and you get these things, little wooden sticks row that you shove in called spacers. Okay. So they make the branches, but you have to do this too late now. You do it in spring and summer when there's sap flow so that you space the branches out or what I used to do was I'd get a house brick or lead weights, tie it on the end of a branch and slowly increase the weight so it went horizontal Mm. rather than upwards. Look at you go. Adam says, love the drop kicks. The band has said they aspire to be the ACDC of Celtic punk. So a great choice, even though my Lakeland Terrier left the room while it was playing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, Marcia is in Coolbalup. Hello to you. Hello. Hello, Marcia. How are you going? Good. Um, I was just ringing. I bought a um, geisha girl to plant. Mm-hmm. and I have I to tell people that is a plant. It's called Duranta geisha girl. You can't actually go out and buy geisha girls, no matter how yeah. try how hard you try. And, yes, sorry, sorry Marcia, yes. <laughs> yeah. And then reading up about it, and it says it's a weed. Now I'm not sure whether no. it's a plant. No, no, it is in Queensland, but you're right here, Marcia. No oh, problem. Okay. No problem. You Good. go ahead and you plant your little geisha girl. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Thanks very much, Marcia. Uh, John is down in Esperance. Hello, John. Hello. Hello, John. Hello. 
Listen, I have got a major problem on mm-hmm. my little five-acre property down here. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a piece of paradise. Yeah. Uh, but we've got Portuguese millipedes by the millions who've taken over the house. Like, mm-hmm. what? what? Okay. How can you stop them? You can't. There's nothing oh. registered to kill Portuguese millipede, but what you can do is you use a surface spray around the entrance to your doors and windows. You yep. put a light on outside up near the back with a trough with water in it. They will oh. go to the light. They're attracted to light. When right. you're inside your house at night time, pull the blinds so that yep. the they the Portuguese millipede can't go, oh, there's a bit of action party in there. <laughs> Yeah, let's come in and 10,000 of them all come in and join the party. It's, it's basically, it would be 10,000. Yeah, like, I know. Like, it's like an yeah. army comes through. They're horrible. They're, and they they're stink. smelly. Yep. Oh. Magpies will probably eat about four and go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like them. Um, I think magpies have left the property, actually. <laughs> I'm yeah, but they're attracted to the light inside the house. So put yeah. a light, okay. a solar light out the back, a big trough of water you bury in the ground. They'll go in there and, the, and they drown. Drown. Mm. Okay. Well, there'll be millions there. Yeah. I know. Take them to the tip, I think. Yep. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's nothing, right. John. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Good John. On you, John. Thank you very much. Um, another email. Hi, my Boston Ivy suddenly seemed to wilt in a patch and leaves drops a few and leaves dropped a few weeks ago. Ooh. Could it be a fungus treat or not? Ew. Oh. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, definitely something wrong in uh, Mexico there. So what you need to do is I would spray the entire plant with an anti-rot spray. Could be a could be mites as well. I know. Do this. Spray with spray with lime sulfur first and then 2 weeks after that spray with an anti-rot and then two weeks after that they drop all their leaves anyway and they go into dormancy hmm. there we go uh, adam says ladies i failed four times to get a tahitian lime to take in sandy soil and oh. windy environment at mile up oh. Oh. i need some limes for my fresh fish i can fully understand <laughs> that i i, I put a pot you've got to grow them in a pot a big pot Simple enough solution. Not in the ground. Big pot. They grow well in pots. Um, hi, Sab and Row. Love your show. Sadly, I've decided to replace my rose bed, mainly due to chili thrip and my mm. old age. I need advice on what to replant. I do like colour and would also like to support the birds. Any suggestions, Sab? Grevilleas. They flower all year round. There's about 500 to choose from. I would put grevilleas in. They're beautiful. And the little birdies love them so much. Uh, someone else has four Norfolk pines, about 12 metres high. Trunks were cut years ago and now there are three main trunks growing from each of them. Mm. Can you cut some of the trunks off? My oath you can. <laughs> in fact, I would definitely do that because they're a large tree. Yeah, you seem pretty keen to support <laughs> that. Uh, the Persian silk tree in my garden spread seed that germinate all by themselves every oh. autumn. That's a comment from Kim in Bustleton. Oh, Kim, you've just got magic green thumbs. Uh, Catherine in Nirabut, my rose leaves are curling and buds not that good. What mm. should I do for roses now? Chili thrips. Uh, I'd be spraying them with, uh, with a rose spray that's uh, for sap suckers and um, fungal disease. Okay. Mm. That's all we've got time for this morning. But, Jim, we got through a bit. Didn't we ever? And we had fun. And we danced and we did an Irish jig. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.